Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming to you from my office in Cave Creek, Arizona. I'm Weber, and I'm honored you have tuned in to listen to my podcast. If you have any questions or a differing opinion, you can reach me at packerbacker1957 at yahoo.com or my website at www.weberswhippingpost.com. I'd love to hear from you. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Brandon and Jeff Chiro at Court Street Ford, now celebrating their 40th year serving Kankakee County. Whether you're buying a new Ford, a pre-owned vehicle, or needing your vehicle serviced, the good folks at Court Street Ford are committed to making this your place to go for your vehicle needs. Open 9 to 7, Monday through Friday, and Saturday from 9 to 5. Stop by their showroom in Bourbonnet, Illinois, or look them up online at www.courtstreetford.com. Order the Ford of your dreams today. Listeners of this podcast are aware I'm a huge Tucker Carlson fan. I recorded this show nightly to watch over coffee the following morning. I often use Carlson's material as a source for some of my commentaries. Occasionally, he was the impetus behind the commentary. Carlson was unafraid to go up against politicians from both sides of the aisle, as well as the mainstream propagandist media and woke corporations flexing their muscles. I thought so much of him, I resigned a column in a newspaper over their slanted criticism of Carlson. So I was shocked and upset when Fox News fired Carlson. It said Fox's owner, Rupert Murdoch, blamed him for the recent $787 million out-of-court settlement Fox reached with a Dominion Voting Systems libel case. As the owner of the company, the 92-year-old Murdoch has every right to fire Carlson if he so chooses. He can be as foolish or senile as he wants when it comes to running his own company. Considering that Fox has insurance to defray part of that $787 million settlement, and Fox has $4 billion cash on hand, and Carlson's show was the 800-pound gorilla of the primetime cable slot, and that Fox's stock price plummeted by over a billion dollars, I get a sense there might have been more to this canning than what we're being told. One reader to my column thought Tucker was released for religious reasons. Evidently, Murdoch is very anti-religious, whereas Tucker is devout. Another reader thought it might be an upcoming sexual harassment case making its way at Fox. Chris Salcedo of Newsmax wonders what Tucker was about to reveal, which led to the sacking by Murdoch, possibly the Epstein client list. All are great points, but I think it's something different. Just this last March 7th, in an act of crass censorship, Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer stood on the Senate floor chastising Carlson for his January 6th coverage calling on Murdoch and Fox News to stop Carlson from reporting on the protest. This would be the same Chuck Schumer who said in January of 2021, Donald Trump would get a full and fair impeachment trial. Chuck Schumer has perfected the art of talking out of both sides of his mouth at once. At the same time, the Republican lawmakers who were pressuring Murdoch about Tucker's rational position against the Ukraine war. These would probably be the same lawmakers deep in the pocket of the U.S. industrial war complex. It is my opinion Schumer and other politicians have put political heat on Murdoch. The Dominion voting settlement was an excuse for Murdoch to dump Carlson before the Democrats got around to poking into the business practices of Fox. 
In our two-tiered justice system in this country now, in a move perfected by Obama, the government threatens to send the IRS goons in to poke around whenever they feel the need. Upon the announcement of Carlson leaving, I immediately turned my news programming over to Newsmax and have been there ever since. Evidently, I wasn't the only one. Since his departure, Carlson's television slot has been down from an average of 3.2 million viewers to 149,000, falling behind CNN's Anderson Cooper, who had 163,000 views. That's low. It gets worse. Sean Hannity's program right after Carlson's is down in viewership by 20%, and Laura Ingram right after Hannity is down 12%. Smooth move, Rupert. You're worth $17.3 billion and rapidly nearing the end of your time on Earth, but are buckling to piss ants. Bonehead Biden is at it again. What, this time you are probably wondering, might it be against all polling, Biden has decided to run for president again. Evidently, he's thinking he will pull that old run-from-the-basement routine on us again, as it worked so well last time. Recall how the oldest man to ever run for president campaigned entirely from his basement and pulled in more votes than any other presidential candidate in history. Yeah, right. I really can't see his handlers letting this happen a second time. By the time the next election comes around, it will be long past due for him to retire and assume the mantle of worst president ever. But that wasn't the blunder I had in mind, actually. Last Monday, speaking before a delegation of teachers, possibly parroting Hillary Clinton, he blubbered, There is no such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. What a moronic, boneheaded statement. Maybe this is a result of Joe sniffing women's hairspray over all those years. No, Joe, the state or political left does not have ownership over our country's kids. Right now, that's still a parent's right and duty in this country. Or, as an unnamed critic wrote, and I love this, sorry, but Hunter's on you, Joe, in reference to Hunter Biden and his ongoing drug addiction and federal investigation. Hey, this podcast comes to you by the fine folks at George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company. The team at Ryan's Insurance Company is ready to provide you with most any of your insurance needs today. Just call 815-936-0075 to talk to a friendly representative. That's 815-936-0075. Or you can get an online quote at www.grinsure.com. In other media news, somebody named Don Lemon got canned by CNN on the same day as Tucker did. Darn. Well, I have some news to announce. Beating on my own drum, my latest novel, Roll Me Away, the sequel to my last novel, Whipping Post, is now finished and sitting at an editor to scrub it up a bit. That's the good news. The bad news is that now I have to go back to chasing, pleading, and begging an agent or publishing company to actually look at the damn thing. You talk about a group of prima donnas, agents and publishers are more than plentiful in the publishing business, particularly in New York City. They're a dime a dozen, yet all so busy telling everyone how busy they are and they might not be able to get back to you because, well, they're so busy. No wonder self-publishing is increasing. I really hope I don't have to go down that aisle. Jerry Springer passed away of pancreatic cancer at the age of 79. Pancreatic cancer in this country is a big deal, folks. 
According to the American Cancer Society, 550,000 people die annually. It took the lives of Alex Trebek, Aretha Franklin, Steve Jobs, Patrick Swayze, and Ruth Ginsburg. Symptoms include abdominal and back pain, which becomes more consistent, diabetes with weight loss, jaundice, nausea or vomiting, blood clots, and or enlarged gallbladder or liver. If you have any of these symptoms, for the love of God, get it checked out, folks. One of the managers of our company got an early diagnosis, and it looks like it has saved his life. Another wasn't so lucky, and we miss her dearly. Did you know that according to that far-left MFer, Rashida Tlaib, Dianne Feinstein, the oldest dinosaur senator from California, is damaging the rights of people to breathe clean air? Yep, all that choking and coughing you're doing is Feinstein's fault. Oh, and yeah, she's undermining human rights, too. It's all because she has shingles and is unable to show up for work, the result being those damn Republicans are running amok doing whatever the hell they want. Why, the Dems can't even confirm more liberal judges. Oh, the humanity. Maybe I was wrong when I said that I wouldn't feel bad for Dianne Feinstein having to leave Congress. I now hope she stays on as long as she's drawing breath. All this clamoring over Feinstein, and yet no one says anything about the carrot stick named John Fetterman, who can't work because he says he's depressed. Okay, now I'm going to step into an area I know very little about, and even if I dove in, I'm not sure I'd understand it, and might not be able to make my way back out. I'm talking about artificial intelligence, or AI. What I do know about it is this. The damn thing is coming at us like a speeding train, and there isn't anything we can do about it. In fact, it's already here. I thought my biggest fear with AI was that it was being programmed by a bunch of whiny liberal snowflakes teaching AI to be a whiny snowflake too. Can you imagine a world of liberal whiny computers giving us so much fake news? But then I read there are four congressmen who have introduced a bill in the House to prevent AI from launching a nuclear attack. Seriously, a nuclear attack. It would be just like some perverted geek to program that ability in there somewhere, just for kicks. Well, that gives us something else to worry about. What if the rather noble congressional idea gets watered down and transmogrified in Congress like everything else does? Any of you watch the NFL draft? Like a moron, I did. Wall to wall to wall, into infinity. I made my list of who I thought would go where in Yahoo. I put entirely too much time and anxiety into it. Never again. My beloved Packers did pick a defensive end with pick 13 like I thought they would. Thing is, it was not the one I wanted, but oh well. Good luck to Lucas Van Ness, Green Bay's newest billionaire. Circling back to Tucker Carlson again, one reader tossed out an idea of Tucker running with Trump for the White House. While the odds against this are enormously non-existent, it's an interesting idea to warm up to. With everything going on with Hunter Biden, which we know is a ticking time bomb, the corrupt FBI and the corrupt DOJ have been doing its best to obstruct, impede, hinder, delay, and turn back the clock on. Isn't it about time we got around to talking about the I word? You know, the one they slapped on Trump every time he passed gas. Yes, folks, I'm talking about impeaching our bonehead-in-chief Joe Biden. 
If you still want to take a wait-and-see approach on Hunter, which I can't fathom why any person with two brain cells to rub together would do, how's about all the other issues? Don't forget about the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, which rearmed the Taliban. Then there's that border mess that has been miserably mishandled with illegals and drugs flooding into this country. And one more thing, I will go to my grave believing Biden's election is an impeachable event. I can't prove he or his handlers committed election fraud, but just like aliens in space, I know they're out there. There is no friggin' way Biden campaigned from his basement, suffering from dementia, and received more votes than in any other presidential candidate in history. I don't friggin' believe it. Back in January of 2021, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene actually submitted a bill before Congress to impeach Bonehead. This bill was probably a little premature, but still sits out there as H.R. 57. It states, Impeaching Joseph R. Biden, President of the United States, for abuse of power by enabling bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. I also learned that the bill was co-sponsored by a gal from Illinois, believe it or not, Representative Mary Miller. I didn't know they let conservative common-sense politicians in Illinois. Anyway, it's my opinion it's time we should get that bill back out, dust it off, add a few items to it, and try to push that sucker right on through Congress. Heck, thanks to Pelosi's girlish Trump crush, Congress is well-versed on how to conduct an impeachment. You know, I've been watching Newsmax all week since I quit Fox. And I gotta tell you, Newsmax sure doesn't have the slick packaging Fox does. I hope all their newfound listeners give them enough advertising money to gussy the network up a bit. Then Newsmax could hire Tucker, Dana Perino, Bill Hammer, and Shannon Bream to really make it just that more attractive. Oops, I forgot to add Emily Campano, too. Justice Samuel Alito says he has a good idea who leaked a controversial draft to overturn Roe v. Wade. But guess what? He's not telling. Then shut up, Sam. You sound like a swamp member. Did you hear about those Colorado misfits who threw rocks off overpasses in Jefferson and Boulder, Colorado, killing 20-year-old Alexa Bartell, who was on her way home from work? The morons even took pictures of her car for a memento. Three 18-year-old reprobates from Arvada, Colorado, used landscaping rocks they stole from Walmart to toss rocks off the overpasses in five different incidents. I'll give you a memento. Rather than the taxpayers paying to house those morons for the rest of their lives, perhaps we could bring back the biblical death by stoning to be performed by Mrs. Bartell's family and loved ones. Then they could sell the pictures of the punk's stone-riddled face as a memento. Anheuser-Busch a Belgian company is now going to spend a ton of money on a new marketing push in an attempt to move away from the catastrophe they created with kowtowing to that pervert, Dylan Mulvaney. Have to wonder if that will cause them to raise prices, too. Anyway, sales of Bud products have tanked. Beer drinkers unite. Don't go back to Bud. And finally, for some good news. Did you hear about this kid, Eric Kilburn, a 14-year-old freshman in high school, who's 6'10", and wears a size 23 shoe. The poor kid's feet are a problem as nobody was making that size shoe. The parents couldn't find shoes for him anywhere. When Shaquille O'Neal heard about it, he donated five pairs of sneakers that Reebok made for him. But it was still a problem for the parents to get their son's shoes 
especially made footwear for a growing boy were beyond their budget. A reporter from Hometown Life published a piece about Eric's plight. The story went viral, and long story short, Under Armour and Puma will be stepping in to make the custom shoes and cleats he needs. Must be nice, huh? With that, my time this week is at end. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Please tell others about this podcast at www.weberswhippingpost.com. Talk to you next week. 